And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Working through a Thursday road show, it's Hale Varsity Radio. We're here in Estes Park, Big Red of the Rockies. The trifecta of road trips were here at uh, Big Red of the Rockies today. Good to see Navat and uh, company here. A lot of Nebraska fans here catching the show live, which is awesome. Uh, we will be at the Ridgeline Motel tomorrow for the Battle in Boulder event, which is outstanding. And then uh, Blur, pregame and postgame with Hale Varsity, the roadshow powered by your friends at Lazari's and Sauter. Heyman, big thanks to the good folks at Gary Michaels for hosting us out here, Big Red of the Rockies. We welcome in Danny Burke, the pride of Chicago. And it is time for Burke's Best Bets. It is NFL Thursday night. We'll get Nebraska-Colorado takes from Danny as well. And Danny, tell folks about your website and where folks can get some uh, some gaming info from you, brother. Thanks for jumping on with us. Yeah, thanks for making some time, Schmitty. Appreciate it as always. And hope you're enjoying the trip out there a little bit further west. But it's called BurksBeat.com, and basically at the website, we'll still be producing the same content. Just going to be a lot more articles, write-ups for baseball heading into the postseason. College football, naturally, covering all things Huskers and beyond. Hard not to, just like you fellas. And then plenty and plenty of NFL. I'll talk survivor contest strategy, best bets against the spread, total props, futures, all of those cool things. We'll have you covered over at Bergspeed.com. And if it's an easier way to find it, I'm always tweeted out on Twitter at Danny Berg 5 So uh, looking forward to it, Schmitty. Bergspeed.com. Lock it in. So give us your take here, your Vegas wisdom on what the hell to think of this Colorado-Nebraska line. Where are you at? What's your feel? Oh, Schmitty, this one is just – I don't like I, – I, I'm so excited for this game, but at the same time I'm incredibly terrified as a Nebraska fan, right? Because last week was just – and I know it's been beaten – you know, to death now, but it was just quite literally the epitome of what Nebraska had been for the past couple of years, especially last season. And you thought that with rule in the mix, those things would alter. Now we do have to slow our roll a little bit. It's the first game. And, you know, we knew there was going to be some turnover issues with Sims and yada, yada, yada. I know you've discussed it at nauseum, but look, if there is a bright spot to look at in terms of Nebraska and their chances against Colorado, it's one Nebraska looked very solid on their ground attack. And Colorado against TCU, defensively speaking, looked like they were struggling against run. I mean, TCU racked up 262 rushing yards, so certainly that's going to be a focal point going forward for this Nebraska offense. So if they can control momentum, keep that rhythm going on the ground attack, that's your pro on the side of the offense. Now, defensively speaking, there were some moments in the first half where I was very concerned with the secondary, especially on third downs, but then they held their own in the second half. I do think this offense is going that Colorado has is going to be leaps and bounds better than what Minnesota ends up having. Is you know, uh, Minnesota's going through a big transitional period, and so is Colorado, but these guys have played with each other, some of them understanders, and clearly put up 45 points, even though it's against a defense that is poor in TCU. You have to give respect where respect's due. I am not going to touch this game with a 10-foot pole, guys. I just think I'm already going to be going nuts as much as I already will be in a fan. 
But I was telling Elijah, and I know he's been preaching it too, I mean, the amount of bets from the public that are on the side of Colorado is obscene. It's totaling some more of the handle that we have from the NFL Week 1 slate. And typically, when everybody and their grandmother is on one side, it usually doesn't come through. But the caveat here is Nebraska is incredibly infuriating in how they find ways to lose games. So they may be the one exception to this. But, of course, I'm hoping that the boys can come and play competitively and that we get a good effort. Danny Burke with us here, Burke's Best Bets on Hale Varsity Radio. And, Danny, what do you make of the fact, just quickly, that there's so much on Colorado, and then today I'm seeing late, this line is actually moving towards Nebraska. It went from Colorado being favored by 3.5 down to 3, and now at 2.5 despite all the bets towards Colorado. What's your read on that? Yeah, I think that was kind of inevitable given just how much exaggeration this line has seen. And once you got over that key number that you'd see a little bit of buyback on Nebraska. I'm sure it'll fall around that two and a half, three range when it's all said and done. But, you know, a lot of times these betters, uh, and I'm not saying this is what happened, but, you know, you'll make a bet so the line moves and then you can get a better price and then come back even harder on the other side. Maybe that happened, maybe it didn't. But, again, I think it was just inevitable because of the key number of three that you were going to get a little buyback on this Cornhuskers team. And it's just one of those things where you look at the numbers and you go, betting numbers, not teams. And no team, what betters like to subscribe by, is as good or as bad as they were the past week. So don't let recency bias go all too crazy in your handicap, not even for this game, but every game. And I think that's what people are applying now that that spread had gotten way over the number of three. Daddy Burke with us, Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow here, Big Red of the Rockies in Estes Park, Burksbeat.com at Daddy Burke 5. All right, NFL tonight, Chiefs minus four, Detroit. They were a fun football team last year. I haven't said that since the Barry Sanders era. What do you think about the Chiefs tonight? And what's your long play? Have you made a made a decision, Danny, on who you like for a futures in the NFL? Yeah, so i got several futures. I'll get to that in a sec. But briefly on tonight's game with Casey and Detroit, I've got nothing on the side or the total. But honestly, guys, at this point with the line coming down so much, it seems like, if anything, it'd be a better buy-low spot on Kansas City. I'm going to trust who, someone who may go down as potentially the greatest quarterback of all time and one of the best coaches of all time and Andy Reid against the Lions, who, until proven otherwise, are still the Detroit Lions. Yes, the offense made progression. Yes, they may even get better, but defensively there are still so many red flags. But because there are red flags on the Chiefs' defense, I do think Detroit will score and will get a better in-game number with the Chiefs, so I'll wait till they get under the key number of three or a better money line price and attack them then. Otherwise, I did play a prop. Isaiah Pacheco over 15.5 rushing yards. Detroit was abysmal against the run. They allowed the third most carries per season last year at 5.2 per handoff. Pacheco got over this mark in the last eight out of nine regular season games, and every time he got double-digit carries except for one game, he eclipsed this mark as well. And without Travis Kelsey, you do see a lot more run production, and I think they need to make that statement to keep the ball out of the strength of Detroit, which is their offense, and just to feature your top running back in Pacheco. So that's uh, the prop that I got tonight and the lone official play. And then in terms of futures, I have a write-up pinned to my uh, profile on Twitter for more in-depth analysis on it, but I took the Jets under 9.5 wins, Falcons under 8.5 wins, Commanders under 6.5 wins, Bears at plus 2 tend to be the most improved team, and no, it's not just me being biased, there's a reason why. (laughs) And then I'm big on the Jags this year, guys, Trevor Lawrence, MVP, at 17-1. to I really like that angle with T-Law heading into this season. 
Danny, before we get you out of here, this is just a feel thing. This is not a betting thing. Who scores the first touchdown of the NFL season tonight? Ooh. All right. Well, I have a buddy who's been clamoring and saying it's going to be Patrick Mahomes, but for some reason I feel like it's going to be a statement made by Detroit and it's going to be Jameer Gibbs, and they're going to get the rookie installed right away. Although they did say Montgomery was going to be the goal line guy, but I'll go a little out of the box and say Jameer Gibbs. Why not? Did you check with JMO on this, Danny? <laughs> I did not yet. I did not uh, check <laughs> that yet. So, uh, look, we're just throwing that one completely up in the air. And, uh, you know, if anybody's I, I, got I any had, better I advice, you score the first touchdown, leave it my way. I love it. Daddy Burke, find him. Burksbeat.com at Daddy Burke 5. Friday, Chicago, thanks for the time, bud. Thank you, guys. Enjoy the game. Talk to you next week.